The autumn wind is a pirate. Let's get ready to rumble! That's right, Raider Nation. This is the Raider Nation podcast back after a hiatus of almost a month. Well, anyways, folks, we're back for the news. We're back for you. We're back for the Raider Nation. That's right. We're here to give news where it's due. And we're going to talk about camp. We're going to talk about things that are going down here in Napa for our Oakland Raiders here on show 241. Raider Nation, Raider Nation, let me just say this. I am pumped. I'm happy for the season. I'm happy that it's around the corner. You know we all been chosen for some football. I know I have been, and I know you have been too. Because <laughs> the call stated, I can feel it. You can feel it. It's great. On a side note, our good friend, yours and mine, Colorado Chris, lost a bet. And you might see him out in the blogosphere with a Broncos jersey on. Don't believe it. If you know him, like I know him, and Randy knows him, like anybody else in the nation knows him, it's some bullshit. Be careful what you bet on, and certainly be careful what you bet. I'm sorry, Padna, but that's what happens. Don't do that. Bet on the Raiders this season, though, because we are going to do some moving and some shaking in the NFL. I am so pumped about this season, I can't believe it. Let's go on to the show for the day. Today we have Welcome Back in Black. We're going to talk about what's happened in the last month, uh, hit on a couple of things that have gone down, and then we're going to bring it right up to the camp vibe, and we'll also hit on the AFC meltdown. That's right, the meltdown of the AFC West is in progress, full swing. We're going to hit on that well as well. With the bronquettes, or the hose and the condiments, that's right. Mayonnaise, mustard, and ketchup right at you. All right, so let's get to the first story of today. Well, Ritter Nation, some things have gone on since I've been off the air, and Randy as well, and we're going to go over a couple of things that have happened since we've been off. We signed Seth Ward as a tackle. That's a pretty good move, I think, at this time. Uh, we need all the help we can get in this time of the camp, especially uh, when it comes to on-pad performance. He might make the team. He might just be there for the workout. Chris O'Neill was waived as a linebacker. Andrew Walter was released and signed Yes, by the Patriots. Go figure. You think they know a good thing when they see it? Yeah. Well, and we did sign our draft picks. Brandon Myers, Darius hayward Bay, Jovan Walker also was placed on physically unable to perform list, but it means nothing. When I go over the camp thing, you'll hear about that. Armand Shield was waived. He was waived uh, because his failed his physical. I believe he popped his knee. He hurt his knee last season at third season, third game of the season. He had a lot of promise, but doesn't look like he's going to make it to the Raiders. We'll see where he ends up. Lewis Murphy, Matt Shaughnessy, Michael Mitchell, Slade Norris were all signed, and that's a great thing, and we'll talk about that as well. Might as well talk about it right now. The biatch, the crab tree, crab apple, crab biatch. Still hasn't signed. 
picked at number 10, once number three to number five money. Yeah. And all those geniuses that thought we should have picked him, I say this, you smoking some bitch shit. That's for sure, man. Franz Joseph didn't make the team. I'm bummed about that. He's a hard-hitting kid and worked hard to get there. Striker Sulak will not be a name we hear at the Coliseum because he is also took a waving. Let's not forget, folks, that some of these guys can come back later on as, as re-signs. Uh, it has something to do with their cap, and, and there's other things that go on here. But that is what's happening so far with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, it's been an interesting, very interesting offseason. Uh, the one thing I'll tell you for sure that I noticed that's different than other offseasons we've had in the past six seasons is we are not in pro football talk at all. We're not in there at all. When we are in there, it's something very well done, very short, very sweet, and not too slamming because they can't. That's why. They can't put their teeth into anything because there's no red meat here, brother. Everything here is very well done, very nice, and there's nothing they can say about what's happening here in Oakland. It's really refreshing to start a season without a bunch of controversy. Yes, we do have the Darius Hayward Bay dropped a bunch of balls the first couple of days of camp. Big deal. Jamarcus Russell is fat. He's overweight. So was everybody else, pretty much. Listen, don't get picky when you're talking about players. If we went around the NFL, we could really rip some asses around here. But no, it's the Raiders, and that's what has to happen. So, you know what? I'm all up for it. Give it to us, baby, like I've been saying this whole six years. It's going to come around, and this is the season. I see it happening, man. And I'm going to talk about camp in the next story, and you are going to know why. And that is all I have to say about that. Well, just because it's on my mind, Red A Nation, I'm going to say this right now. There is no Michael Vick in Oakland, and there will be no Brett Favre either, anywhere. Both these jokers belong actually in the same hotel room. That's correct. And I don't want to say another word about either one of these geeks. They've had enough press for a lifetime. So that's it on those two knuckleheads. Because <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I don't want to hear it anymore. Another thing I don't want to hear anymore is all the doggone AFC, NFC, East teams on the NFL Network continually being just thrown out there time after time after time. The Jets, the Patriots, the Giants, the Dolphins. Let me go on. The Vikings. <laughs> you know, you'd think that there were no other teams in the NFL besides, oh, Dallas Cowboys gets their fair share too. Let's see, I think that's all the Bronco hoes get a little bit of love, but forget the rest of the doggone league. It's amazing how much press everybody else gets. Amazing. Uh, and yeah, I'll tell you what, I've called there a couple times on the NFL uh, radio, on uh, satellite radio. I've gotten through. I've made my case about Russell and Garcia and everything else. So my suggestion to the nation, if you have NFL radio on Sirius Radio, you know what? Get on the phone, pop up to the Raiders, and in, just embed yourself into their phone bank. And that's what I say. 
that's use that as an avenue to get those frustrations out about news. I'll tell you because nobody gets love like the teams of the East. Nobody gets love. The Raiders don't get any love, even here in the Bay Area. We get scoffed at for the 49ers. Yes, the big team of the Bay, the 49er, the five Super Bowls. Yeah, 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 whatever. But that's okay because, like I say, if you're winning – then you're grinning, and if you're winning, you're in the news, and that is what we need is victories to make this happen, Raider Nation. So let me just say that right now. I had to go on a rant because I've been holding a shitload of rants lately. Okay, let's get to this story. The Camp Vibe. Let's hear it. The autumn wind is a pirate. Blustering in from sea, with a rollicking song, he sweeps along, swaggering boisterously. The Camp Vibe. That's right. This is the Camp Vibe. The vibe of the Oakland Raiders training camp, day eight. We're going to take this a little bit off of the Raider Beat, a blog on the Oakland Raiders. Check them out. It's very, very cool. They got it together down there. So, Train camp report, day eight, Tuesday, night practice. Okay, DHB, Darius Hayward Bay. Uh, that's what they're calling him these days, the DHB, of course. The wide receiver had a lot of trouble earlier in camp with the fumble fingers, some phenomenon. Yes, all eyes are on him and Jamarcus Russell's waistline. What a waste of time that is when they should be looking at content of plays and the defense and all this other things. That's fine with me. Let the press go where they want because as long as they're not paying attention to the ball, they're going to miss it when we go to kick everybody's ass this year. Well, today he caught 14 of 16. The other two were uncatchable balls, and that is a good thing. He's a cocky little kid, Namdi Asamoah said. <laughs> the guy's got some sack. He pulls himself off as a real professional. He talks a lot of smack, and it looks like it's turning around. Seems to be a good kid. He's working very hard. He did sign unlike crab ass across the bay. All the geniuses thought that we should have got him. Look where we'd have been right now with that biatch. That's right. Now, who made the mistake now? They're still going to say we made a mistake no matter what. I want DHB to go to the Super Bowl, the Pro Bowl, and any other bowl they could possibly go to as a champion because that would be so good to see the mud on the face of the media. It would be excellent. Very Raider-like phenomena, I would say. Quarterback Charlie Fry continues to be impressive. The kid can throw the ball. He's got nice foot movement, and that's always pretty good because he does that in camp a lot. But it doesn't equate to on-the-field performance, but he seems to be leaps and bounds over Bruce Gradkowski, and I don't have any clue why they brought Bruce into the first place because he ain't even making it. He didn't have enough effort in the OTAs either, and I think he better pack his socks and underwear because he's going to be out of Oakland pretty doggone soon. Jay Russ and Jeff Garcia playing pretty close together as they're trying to be uh, very cool about their relationship. I can only see it getting better no matter what the press says. These two guys are on the same team in the same locker room. I'm hoping that they get a connection, and I mean a connection of understanding and wisdom that comes from Garcia and some understanding and some effort that comes from Jamarcus Russell. A lot of talk about Russell not making it. I think that's some bullshit. 
I think once he gets a taste, it's going to be all on, brother. I'm going to tell you right now. Mr. Nick Miller, kid out of Arizona, was catching every doggone ball throw to him. Looked like Bolidnikov for crying out loud. He's undersized. He's small. But he's very, very quick. He's so quick, they put him at the uh, the uh, uh, running back position. He blew through the hole and left everybody standing there going, what? Seems to be the good story in camp. Everybody likes this kid. Uh, he's, a, he's a great personality. He's a real go-getter. I don't see the Raiders cutting this guy. He is pretty good receiver. Johnny Lee Higgins is just not saying a word. He's laying low. He's not getting a lot of press. Nobody's hanging around him, but he's making every doggone catch. He's as solid as he was last year. As a matter of fact, he's better. Chaz Schillen shows just as much burst and speed and athletic ability as he did towards the end of the season. If we can get our quarterbacks in line, baby, I'm telling you right now, it's Raiders are looking pretty damn good. Al Davis was seen during camp out there in a golf cart, man. That's right. Mr. Davis took an opportunity to go out there and check out the team. Actually had some words with Darius Hayward Bay. I'm sure a couple other guys as well. That's the owner of the team. That's our owner of our team. And I love the fact that he puts the effort, man. That guy is hurting for sure. And he's getting out there in Napa where it's hotter than shit, of course. And uh, he is checking out the team. I like it. I'm glad Al feels good enough to get on out there. Trust me. Mario Henderson continues to make leaps and bounds over everybody on the offensive line. Great player, underachiever when he first came into the league. And he was thought to by Lane Kiffin to be lazy and not worth the effort uh, to keep on the team. But guess what? Mr. Kiffin was way wrong because Mario is the man on the offensive line right now. Left tackle, and he's holding up the line, and you got to love that. Darren McFadden, let me just tell you this. The guy since surgery has been on fire. That's right. He's flying everywhere. They're going to use him in a wide receiver slot formation. I'm loving it. I'm loving the fact that they're going to use him in some really interesting plays. It'll be great to see it as a fan. Watch this guy. I think they're going to finally use him to his abilities. He's got a little experience, and he's feeling mighty sassy this year, and I'm liking it. I'm liking it a lot. With our offensive line going, I'm telling you, man, our running game should be exactly that. We should be starting to pound the ball through people. With Michael Bush, I'm telling you, another guy that is unsung hero right there. We are going to have one hell of a running game. They're not talking about it. That's what makes it the best because it's going to come down and blow some people up. That's for sure. Harum Eugene, he's a guy that's been solid throughout the whole camp. Um, and Michael Huff, he better start worrying about his job because Harum Eugene is on him. And he's on him good. And Huff, daddy, was supposed to break out this season. He might be breaking out his socks and underwear, too, to a box, that is, and hitting the road. You never know. Now, second-year safety Tyvon Branch is shining in pass coverage. He was a monster on special teams, used to blow people up. I love it. Remember last season? I love it. He's doing great. He wants to get off that special teams. He's doing real good in the back. As a safety, they better watch out because he's another hard hitter. I'm telling you right now, very hard hitter. Isaiah Ikejuba, Sanson Totelli, Javon Walker, Robert Gallery, Jeff Garcia, Orrin O'Neal, 
All those guys are hurt. I'm going to tell you, Satelli with a knee, he's going to be fine. They're just letting him rest. Javon Walker had surgery, remember? Surprise! He had surgery, but his knee is repaired better than ever. So far, the report is that he is jumping, catching balls with one hand. He's athletic. He's fast. He has burst of speed. He has great separation in camp. We need this to translate on the field. I'm just thinking maybe this guy can do it. Maybe he can have a 1,000-yard season. You just don't know. I'm not sure. But I'll tell you, Shane Leckler, back to basics, punting the ball like a champion, as he should be. Kirk Morrison worked well. Ricky Brown moved back to the second team. They had him on the first team for a while, but I think that's Kirk's position. Khalif Barnes, uh, he had an MRI. He hurt his ankle and his knee uh, when they put the pads on. There was some serious pent-up frustration because for the first four days of camp, they didn't do shot. There's a lot of walking, a lot of talking, no hitting. And these guys wanted to get out there and work it. So I'm going to say this. Our team looks very good. Michael Mitchell is putting the flop on a couple people, and I'm going to tell you, the thud is happening. He's uh, very happy about the fact that he can play in his upcoming game against the Cowgirls, and that should be good to see some of our new players play. Let me go on with our, our injury report. Robert Gallery had a, a, an emergency appendectomy. What can you do? Can't do much with that, but the guy seems to be healing pretty well, and he's at practice every day. Just going through his rehab, Jeff Garcia had a calf injury. Now, this nagged him this whole career, so it's not something that surprises me. Uh, it's a bummer for him, and he's not very happy about it, but he's still with the team. It's not going to keep him out of the game. Orn O'Neill, that literally blew his knee up last season and had a near-career-ending uh, injury, has been working very, very well. He was our fullback, and he was a monster. If you remember him playing before his injury in the preseason last year, uh, he was a great rocket ship, man. He would just blow people up. And Fargie had a lot of room to run behind that kid. So our team is looking solid. The nice thing about it is the defense is blitzing a lot more. There's a lot of blitzing going on. I know Rob Ryan used to blitz as well, but I think these packages are designed a little bit better, and I think we'll have more blitzing this year. Not the one we want because it's not a 3-4 scheme. It's different from that angle. We depend on our defensive backs and safeties to save the game for us, and we got the talent back there. We have a great team, Raider Nation. I am liking what's happening. The thing that I will tell you that is the most important that I see in this camp is a lack of dysfunction. I see focus. I see things that are done on purpose. I see a positive attitude from everyone on the team. I don't see any sour apples or sour grapes. To me, this fan, I feel that the Raiders are ready to play. I know that they're sick and tired of getting their ass kicked and being the laughingstocks of the league. We have a proud tradition. Don't think that they don't know that, because they do. And they're going to come out and show us this season. There is no reason that we cannot have a winning season in Oakland this year and really surprise a whole lot of people. And that is all I have to say about that. Okay, Raider Nation, let's hit just a little bit of the AFC West meltdown. <laughs> I love it. 
That's right. Raider Nation, we have dysfunction throughout the West, the AFC West that is. Let's start with the Denver Broncos. After shedding one of the best quarterbacks, top five, I'd say, in the entire NFL, in Jay Cutler, two to the Chicago Bears, thank you very much. Josh McDaniels completely destroys the team by undermining Brandon Marshall, their number one wide receiver. Also, there's been rumblings of other players on the team not wanting to play and wanting to be traded because the quarterback ranks, I guess, have been very bad. That's right. Kyle Orton could be decent quarterback, but the team doesn't seem to be rallying around him or the new coach for that matter. At all. No love lost in the Oakland, excuse me, on the Bronco locker room. Uh, seems to be a lot of dysfunction. The fans are going absolutely apeshit. I love it. There's just one rumor after another. The dysfunction has moved to Colorado, and Denver sits squarely on the crapper. I love it, man. Since Shannarat left, it is a definite change of pace for the Oakland Raiders to have to go into mile. I need to get high now to see a game stadium. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be beautiful. So we can scratch off the Bronco hose. That doesn't mean we're not going to go in there and lay the wood to them because we have to put everything into it every game. But I'm saying it's not the powerhouse that used to be. And we need to go and show them that the worm has turned, Padna. That's right. All right. Well, let's look down the corner. Oh, look who's there. It's a big (laughs) red-faced Elvis Presley. (laughs) That's correct. And we would be talking about the Kansas City. I'm a chef with plenty of condiments. That's correct. That's ketchup, mustard, and Mayonnaise, that's correct. That's the the Chiefs who have gone to get Matt Castle, who is a good quarterback, but the rest of the team just doesn't seem to be mm, lining up that well in my eyes. In the estimation of some, they're the team to beat in the AFC West. They're the team to come up in the AFC West. I can hardly believe that to be the case with a new coach, a new offense, and they're going from a 4-3 to a 3-4 defense in one season. I don't think so, Tim. No, I don't, because they're not going to make that change that fast. Our offense, our running game should be spectacular against a weak 3-4 that's not really ready for the 3-4. I like it. I like the way Kansas City looks. We beat their ass last year. We'll be a better, stronger team this year. So I think that's another yeah for us. On them. I love it. I love it. I love it so. It's so nice to talk about the Chiefs, the condiments. Now with the new coaching staff, uh, they ain't going to go no place. But I love the fact that the reporters that have all the knowledge, that all of the good knowledge are laying the wood that they're going to be the kings of the castle here in the AFC West. I don't think so. Okay, last but not least, the chargeless, boltless, nutless Chargers. That's correct. They're all feeling mile high about themselves in San Diego, but they don't have a stadium. They don't have a home, and guess what? Nobody gives a rat's ass whether they do. They're trying to force the card to get some money to build a new stadium. They should just shut up and play in their old shitty stadium. Matter of fact, it's a nice stadium. It's definitely warm and fuzzy, just like their powder blues, and that's exactly where they should stay because their fans 
below, literally. Worst fans in sports. When have you ever seen a team that can't sell out a a playoff game? San Diego, that's for sure. Anyway, the big news is that everyone's healed and everyone's ready to go. The San Diego Chargers have everyone on the clock, playing, practicing. Oops! Wait a minute. Ladanian. Ladanian Tomlinson. Or his knee. Okay, let's send him a box of tissues for the rest of his freaking issues. Yes, Ladanian hurt his knee again, the surgically repaired one. And he's out for practice, but he says he will be making it to the first game of the season, where I hope that we take and twist that knee into some marmalade or whatever. But we got to put this punk to the ground and make it happen, which I think we'll do with our new defense. I love it. Everyone else on their team seems to be healthy, yet having some issues. Good old, let's just remember now, their coach is Norvell. That's right. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Just listen to one of his stale bread, crappy press conferences, and you'll know why. Uh, you know, the, big, the biggest thing for us uh, is to find a way to win. Uh, and and the, the difference, uh, obviously, is obvious. The Chargers are not going to go to the Super Bowl this year, for sure. But they're our main competition for the West. If we can beat the Chargers and stay on top of them, There is no reason that we cannot go to the playoffs by taking the AFC West division. I think that's priceless. If we can beat them twice, that's all we have to do this season. Beat them twice. That is the game. I love it. Our first three games of the year, we're going to know who's in charge of the West right away. No questions asked. And I think we can kick some ass this year. We have the team, we have the coaching, we have the consistency, and we definitely have the frickin' attitude. I am ready. Are you ready, Raider Nation? You're damn right. We're both ready for some victories, and the time has come for the Raiders to make it happen. All right, let's go to the Bone Line. Bad to the Bone. 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone. That's right, Red Nation. The season is upon us. And we know you have an idea. You have a comment. You have something to say. Get it off your chest and tell the nation right here on the Red Nation Podcast. And we will be beamed out to the world. And that's what I'm saying. So let's go to our first bone line caller right now. We have Rada Tony from New Jersey. What you got to say, my brother? Yo, this is Tony from New Jersey. Giving mad props to Mr. Greg and the Raider Nation podcast. Happy birthday, Mr. Al Davis. Keep doing what you're doing, my buddy. Peace out. Well, Randy and I thank you for the props, brother. And yes, happy birthday, Al, of course. Made it through another year. Happy birthday, Al Davis. All right, who's next on the line? We have Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania. You gotta love the Raider Nation. We are everywhere. We are everywhere. All right, Chris, what you got to say, brother? What's going on, Raider Greg? 
Raider Chris, Scranton, Pennsylvania. Just want to say one quick thing. Uh, everybody's talking about Satali starting center, and he's going to do good for the team, which I don't disagree. He's a great center. But don't forget, we have another person named John Wade that everybody just happens to look over like he's nothing. Yeah, he is injury-prone, but he was the center with Tampa Bay when they killed us in the Super Bowl. He's a, he, he can help that offensive line big time with blocking and help our run give more time for Russell or whoever's our quarterback to throw the ball. Uh, like I said, I like Satali. Uh, just don't count out John Wade. I think he's going to give Satali quite a fight for that starting job. Other than that, that's all I got to say. Raider Nation for life. Go Oakland. There's no doubt about John Wayne being the man. He has to be, man, because Satelli's not going to be able to take the whole season. He's already injured. John Wade is is injury prone, but he's consistent. He's a good snapper. Um, I'm just saying Satelli is our young future. I'm hoping that he can fill that spot and be the number one guy. But, heck, I wouldn't be surprised if Wade beat him out this season. I wouldn't be surprised at all. But it's going to be one hell of a fight, brother, and that's for sure. But thanks for bringing up Wade because you're right. He doesn't get enough love. That's a fact. All right, who's next? We have Raider Jake in Iowa with some interesting news. Tell us what you have to say, brother. Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Jake out in Iowa. I noticed on the last podcast we got some retarded Steelers fan calling in here talking about winning rings and stuff. Well, I just wanted to let you know that that Steelers fan and the kid that called himself Hillbilly Raider from Iowa, they're the same person. His name's Josh Harden, and he switches teams pretty much every game. And um, I also wanted to let you guys in on that, you know, we're going to Kansas City week two, and this guy is going with us. So that's strange that he's a Steelers fan, but he wants to go to a Raider game so bad. Just thought I'd let you guys know that. And on a uh, different note, happy birthday, Mr. Davis. Our big man turned 80 today. Raider Nation forever. Love you guys. Keep it up. This is Raider Jake in Iowa. I'm out. Well, that's pretty interesting. We'll just have to speak to Mr. Josh because I'll be there at the game with you. So we'll just put the camera on him and see what he has to say since he's going to be in the middle of Raider Nation. That's right, Josh boy. Don't be a punk. All right, who's next? We have Raider Rico from Grass Valley, California. Well, brother, lay it on me. Raider Nation, this is Raider Rico from Grass Valley, California. You know what? There's some issues I'd like to tackle because I don't think they've been tackled quite. And uh, I think everyone is overblowing the hold your money situation. I think your money has matured a lot. Since last year, I think with him setting up by himself, the wide receivers uh, working out with them in the off season, uh, you know, not coming to the media. I, you know, a lot of people are missing that. He's not a guy. He's not coming to the media about every little thing. He's not trying to shine light on himself. You know, they're blowing up the whole uh, Jeff Garcia, which I think is. I mean, Jeff Garcia is right there, and I think he's done a great job. You know, whether he liked it or not, of motivating Jamarcus, even though he. You know, he's the one that wants to start. I think Jamarcus will be fine. I really do. I think he'll be a solid. I don't think there's a problem with him. I think the biggest issue of the entire team that will uh, be the huge factoid of whether we're a good team or whether we're not starts at the defensive line in the form of Tommy Kelly, the most overpaid player in pro football, bar none. 
So this is it. I know that he's lost some weight. He's he's been more disciplined definitely this off season. So maybe you know he's step up. But we're gonna need you know him and Long and and also the safety position. You know these are positions guys are gonna have to step up. This is the season where they have to make a huge leap. You know we're talking Tommy Kelly about the safety position. You know Michael Mitchell. I think this is a great pickup. I don't think he's ready to start yet. You know he's a great hitter and we haven't had a great uh, really strong safety hitter for a long time. You know, we we have that now. I, I think it'll take a while for this guy to uh, to properly adjust and get his own coverage uh, perfected. But um, but he's gonna probably be thrown in day one. You know, I know that Al loves this guy, and he's gonna want to throw him in immediately. And Michael Huff, you know, rumors are he might be out of a job. Uh, I know Namdi really believes in this is the year where Michael Huff turns it around. And, you know, I mean, look at Namdi. I mean, Nam he took several years before he was. You know, it took him to the uh, two, three, four years or whatever it was for him to finally, you know, break out. I mean, he literally went from nobody to one of the best cornerbacks just like that. So, you know, you never know. You really don't. So if Nam says he's going to be a good player, I, uh, I believe that he will. Maybe he won't, but we'll see. So it's going to be a universal step up issue uh, whether we're a good team. It's not just a matter of slow progression. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a big leap if, if we're going to be the team that we can because, you know, I mean, there's no doubt about it that the Chiefs and Broncos are going to be fighting for last place, not just in the AFC West, but in all of the NFL. Everybody knows it, and I think it's pretty much opening day. Whoever wins that first game, it's very possible, and I think it's probable whoever wins the open game between the Raiders and Chargerless, Nutless, Boltless, Blingless will win the AFC West. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. This is Ray Rico from Grass Valley, California. I can't wait for opening day. I'm getting excited already. Now I have to contemplate whether I want to buy tickets <laughs> after the memorable experience of last year's opening game. We'll see. Ray Rico. ow. Well, Ray Rico, I agree 100% that Jamarcus is going to pick it up this year. And I'll tell you two reasons why. One, he's in a system with the same coach for two seasons. And number two, we should have a crazy running game which should allow him the opportunity to relax a little bit and get the ball out and not be so rushed to do it right away. Uh, I think that's a a big factor. As far as Tommy Kelly goes, Tommy Kelly's not that bad. He's he's paid very well. Absolutely, I agree. But if you look at his stats, he's one of the top-tier defensive linemen in the league. So he's making money, but he's making money. He's getting paid for his job. What Tommy Kelly needs to do is make the big plays when we really need them. We need Tommy Kelly to stop the run when it's coming. We need him to, to tip the pass when it comes over the middle. We need Tommy Kelly to do those, those big-time plays to turn third downs into fourth downs and fourth downs into turnovers. That's the kind of stuff we need. The stats are all well and good. It's when you are a star, and timing is freaking everything. Mike Mitchell should start right away. He's already a big talent in camp. We knew he was going to be a hard hitter. He will play on special teams for sure. I think he has a chance to bump Huff Daddy out of his spot, and I do believe Harim Eugene is going to take Huff's spot already as a first spot. So I don't know if Huff's going to be around anymore because I know uh, Tyvon Branch is another good safety. So there's a crowded field out there. Mitchell's going to be thrown right in the mix. He's going to be special teams guy, perhaps get a chance to play, but I don't think so this season. I'd like to see him play. He's a hell of a hitter. We shall see. 
because the season is here, like you said. And never be, never be afraid to buy opening season tickets because you know what? It all starts right then, brother, and you'll be there, that's right, to see the new beginning. All right, who's next? We have Raider Tim from Oklahoma. He's feeling a little solemn, and he's got a good reason for it. What do you got to say, Tim? Hey, what's up, Nation? It's Raider Tim calling from Oklahoma. I don't know uh, when this will be on. It'll probably be after the uh, summer vacation, but I'm watching NFL Network right now, and uh, Steve McNair uh, has passed away. Um, He's only 36, and uh, it says he's been shot multiple times, and, uh, you know, even though he's never a Raider, you know, that's a sad deal. Um, Raider Greg, uh, I just wanted to ask, you know, what, uh, you have a favorite moment, Steve McNair, um, even though he's not a Raider. Just, uh, wanted to get that out there to the nation. Well, that was a bummer for sure. I like Steve McNair. Uh, he got his hand caught in a cookie jar. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly right. He got it caught in the wrong cookie jar because that's what happens when that happens. Um... And as far as my favorite uh, recollection of Steve McNair, it was uh, him looking at the blue sky of the Oakland sky uh, on his back when we beat them in the AFC championship game. That's my best recollection of Steve McNair. (laughs) I'm sorry, man. I know it's sad. He died prematurely. It was a bummer. But uh, I don't have really any warm feelings for Steve McNair as a professional. Because uh, they worked us over a couple times. Uh, Tennessee Titans are tough. And that's for sure. Uh, rest in peace, Steve. That's for sure. And um, what a bummer. All righty. Who's next? We have Raider Drew from Erie, PA. What do you got to say, man? Hey, this is Raider Drew in Erie, PA. My dad's a Raiders fan. My grandpa's a Raiders fan. I'm a Raiders fan. I'm going to watch them play in Cleveland this year. Go Raiders. Well, I got to say this. There's a silver and black family in hostile territory. That's right, man. You got the Steelers. You got everybody over there. You got the Steelers. You got the Eagles. My gosh. Tough fans to deal with, but I know you're holding up your end of the silver and black. Wear it loud and proud, brother. All right. Who's next? We have my good brother from Gainesville, Florida. Raider Mike, with some wisdom. Let's hear it, brother. Raider Greg, Raider Mike, Gainesville, Florida. What's going on, brother? Hey, I wanted to give a call in. Um, I guess uh, I know training camp is in about two weeks. Uh, I guess saw the NFL Network making a big deal about us being the first team to cut draft picks. Um, you know, Stryker Solak and Keith Davis. And then, of course, now I heard Fran Joseph got cut also um, yesterday. Um, As far as Keith Davis, I mean, you know, he was just going to be a reserve. I mean, they brought him in, I guess, to shore up our safety help we needed. But I know we still got Huff under contract. Looks like they're going to give him another shot. And Hiram Gene looks pretty – of course, he's been pretty good for us, serviceable. And, you know, Tyvon Branch had, you know, showed flashes until he got hurt. And, of course, Mike Mitchell – 
Um, they've got the potential, but, uh, of course, you know, he's still a rookie. But um looks like the Raiders are mainly looking for speed out there, and all those guys pretty much appear to have it. As far as Keith Davis, I think he kind of sealed his casket when he was making those comments about Jeff Garcia as a better quarterback. Um, you know, that's not his place to, you know, really down Jamarcus Russell. I mean, at least to the media, keep that, you know, between himself. I understand he made a comment to the media saying that Jeff Garcia was better. Of course, right now, Jeff Garcia is better. I mean, he's been in the league, you know, almost 20 years. I mean, geez, I mean, he should be better than uh, uh, Jay Russ. But, you know, we've got our time and money invested in Jay Russ, and Jeff Garcia is an excellent backup. And I know he probably deep down feels he can be the starter, which he could be. Um, we just got to wait and see, but it's, it's Jay Russ's job to lose. And, you know, I don't know, everybody, you know, I think Jay Russ's attitude is what people just don't understand. He's just a nonchalant guy pretty much, and he's laid back. But I think we just got to give this guy a chance. I mean, really, this last year was really, if you want to look at that, was his rookie year. And the guy's still young. I, mean, I think he's still only 23, and he showed flashes that he can do the job. So uh, as far as striker Solak, uh, well, I mean, he had an uphill battle. Um, we've got, we're loaded at defensive end. Uh, Shaughnessy, and you got, of course, you know, my boy, Bright, uh, Grayson Gunheim, excuse me. And and we got uh, Trevor Scott, who's, who's bulked up and look, is looking good. And you got Burgess, and now you got Ellis. So, you know, we're loaded at defensive end. So um, they probably did that in a way, give him, you know, as a favor, cut him now so he can try to latch on with another team where he can make it. So, I'm sure he didn't wasn't upset about it, you know. He was, he had a pretty tough road to handle to, to make the team, so it was good to cut him out. And of course, he was too slow probably to play linebacker, and that's what happened to Fran Joseph. I heard he he was just wasn't quick enough, and the linebacker, you know, uh, these days you got to be pretty fast. And it was probably good to cut him. Maybe he can pick up another squad, or you know, maybe you know if someone goes down, we'll pick him back up again. So. But anyway, I just had to make a comment because the media just tried to trash us again about being the first team to cut our pick, which was a six-round pick. It wasn't like we did uh, a couple years back that third-round defensive end we gra- uh, draft from Georgia, I forgot his name, and we cut him. That, that would have been different if he was a third-round. But a six-round pick, I mean, come on. Most likely those guys don't even make the team. You know, Trevor Scott was just, you know, we just hit the nail on the head with him last year. So anyway, Raider Greg, sorry for long message, just wanted to – you know, chime in with that, you know, BSPN and, you know, NFL Network trying to trash us anytime they get a chance, you know. So we just got to win. So go Raiders. We got to make a statement Monday night, basically. I think once we do that, then maybe they'll leave us alone at least for a while. Raider Nation for life. Peace. Yeah, Stryker Sulak actually looked pretty good in the OTAs or – they like they like that kid, and yes, we have too many defensive ends. We're very thick at very talented defensive ends, so it's a good thing they cut him. I'm not losing any sleep over it. They always make a big deal out of anything Oakland does, you know that. And Keith Davis, you knew it had to come, unless he was some tremendous superstar, which he wasn't. Uh, popping off about uh, the quarterback situation was definitely. His last <laughs> nail in his coffin because he was gone. As soon as he said that, I went, "Woo! I don't think Mr. Davis is going to like that at all. You know who controls that shit, and it ain't Keith Davis, that's for sure. All right, brother, thanks for the call. Always good. All right, who's next?
We have Rada Tia from Indianapolis, Indiana. Check it, check it. I'm telling you, man, you guys are from all over. I freaking love it. All right, man, what you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Randy, Raider Greg? This is Raider TR calling from Indianapolis, Indiana, just for right now. Be leaving here in a month. But uh, I just wanted to call in with a little take here. Um, and a lot of talk about us being good next season. I believe we'll be good next season, too. But I don't think we have to. I mean, the rest of the division doesn't look too good. Uh, all this talk about the Chiefs. I just heard a stat not too long ago that Matt Castle led the league in sacks last year with the Patriots. I don't know if that's 100% correct or not, but the line of the Patriots is twice as good as the line of the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, I would expect him to be on his back a lot in Kansas City. Um, hopefully we see a lot of Greg Ellis on top of him. But, um, yeah, just calling in, get you to take. I don't think we have – we just have to be an above-average team to to win our division, and that looks great to us. It takes a little pressure off the guys to be great. They just have to be good. So, go Raiders. Well, I'd have to say that I'm not too terribly afraid of the Broncos or the Chiefs. However, we do play them very tough. You never know who's going to win those games because people leaving kidneys on the field. Uh, the rivalries are long, and they are vicious. As far as the Chargers go, they are no slouch. Uh, you, you're talking about a quarterback who put up 4,000 yards last season, 32 touchdowns, 11, with only 11 interceptions. That is something to say. He ran that team. So uh, Phillip Rivers is something to behold, and we're going to have to do everything we can do to win that game, both games. Uh, it's going to take everything we have and some. So uh, we're not the pushovers. There's no pushovers in the West because everyone in the West always plays a damn tough game against each other. So uh, I say we have a great chance to do it, but I say the Chargers are no slouch. We will have to play our A-plus game to come out with a victory. I'm telling you right now, not an easy street and certainly not easy this season. All right. Next caller. We have the Pennsylvania Raider from a bar in very hostile territory. You notice he's not saying Raiders. Of course, he would if he wanted to. What do you got to say, brother? What is up, Raider Nation? This is Pennsylvania Raider. And uh, I got my boy, Raider Chris, right here. We are uh, at a local bar here in Scranton, Pennsylvania, filled with Pittsburgh Steelers fans and Philadelphia Eagles fans. Ugh. Just wanted to uh, call during the dog days of summer. I am jonesing for some football. Can't wait. Raider roster looks good. Can't wait for the season to start, man. I'm getting pumped. The Raiders are going to win the AFC West. Go Raiders. This is Pennsylvania Raider. Out. I agree, man. I agree that this year we're going to have a hell of a team. I'm hoping we can win the West. It'll be a hell of a dogfight. Not going to be no pushover like last six seasons. That's for sure. And uh, hopefully you can stand up, be proud amongst the bedlam of fanism there with the uh, the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles and the uh, the Steelers. Boy, what a rip! Okay, have another drink. Who's next? We have Rada Jaime from Bakersfield. Solid caller. Solid fan. What you got to say, Raider Jaime? Hey, Raider Greg, Raider Randy. 
Hey, I hope you guys enjoyed your vacation. Um, this is Raider Jaime calling in from Bakersfield. Hey, I'm just uh, I'm just checking in and then you guys know that uh, that they let go of Franz Joseph. Well, th- they're saying that you know they're, they're they're cutting him, but they might bring him back later on after the you know after the regular uh, practice gets underway. But uh, I was getting on one of uh, on one of the forums and uh, I see uh, that the Charger fans they're talking shit like as if you know France was the whole linebacking core in our Raider defense man man aren't they gonna be surprised come Monday Night Football you guys take care love you Raider Nation yeah I was bummed about uh, Franz Joseph as well but I think he's just slow he's a little too slow for that linebacking core they have nowhere else to put him so I don't think he's gonna come back and as far as the chargeless nutless boltless chargers go if you ain't got a ring You can't say a damn thing, brother! That's all you gotta say. All right, who's next? We have Raider Mike from the Middle East. Well, thanks for protecting our country, man. I appreciate it very, very much. You know, we all send our love out to you. Be safe. What you gotta say, man? What's up, Raider Nation? What's up, Raider Greg? This is uh, Raider Mike, a.k.a. Raider Doha. Checking in from the Middle East once again. I know it's been a minute since I called. Uh, I've been biting my tongue since the draft. You know, uh, I thought we had a couple what-the-fuck picks, but uh, I drank the silver and black Kool-Aid. I got on board. I said, fuck what the uh, ESPN dickheads were saying, and I trusted our coaches, and I listened, and I got on board. But I got to speak out about something. What the fuck are we doing if we draft a six-round draft pick and don't even give him an opportunity to compete in camp? I don't understand that at all. We just recently released Stryker Sulak and also Franz Joseph. Now, I'm not saying these cats are going to even make the team, but if you draft a guy in the sixth round, as we did with Sulak, he should be... have the opportunity to compete in camp. And all the noise surrounding Franz Joseph, you know, I don't know what that was all about. So, you know, maybe we might sign him later on or whatever. I don't know. But I just don't understand. We got fucking you know, extra punters and extra quarterbacks that we could release to meet the 80-man roster for camp. So why not give these guys, especially these defensive guys, an opportunity to fucking compete? You never know. You might find that diamond in the rough. All right. I just want to sound off about something. I do definitely feel very optimistic about this season. Uh, I think we're going to – we have been doing and we will continue to do great things. Raider Nation, so stay positive, stay strong. Peace out. Much love from the Middle East. Peace. Yeah, I understand. Uh, Striker Sulak or Franz Joseph really never had an opportunity to compete we have our thick. We're thick at linebacker. We're also very thick at defensive end. I don't think they would have had an opportunity. Maybe they cut them early to see if they would have a place to land. I don't know. It didn't make much sense to me. Kind of a waste of a pick. We could have used an offensive lineman or a defensive lineman. Uh, there's no place for them to fit on the team. So we'll see. Maybe they'll come back. Uh, that's been known to happen at camp. I mean, after camp and after the beginning of the season. So. They might end up on the practice squad, but I don't think so. I don't think they were fast enough. Although Stryker Sulak was a pretty good player. So thanks for the call, man, and you be safe. 
All right, who's next? We have a new caller. That's right. It's the Swamp Raider. I love it. From down there in Florida. What do you got to say, brother? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation? This is the Swamp Raider calling you up from down here on the Everglades. First time caller. Decided to check out some podcasts. And, of course, first thing I look for is a Raiders podcast. And stumbled upon this one, and I'm happy as a pig and shit that I did because uh, I think it's pretty damn cool to do a good job. And uh, being down here in Florida, man, it sucks trying to talk football with people, man. Nobody really gives a damn about the Raiders around here. Uh, I'm a Florida Gator fan, so we got that going on. But once the conversation turns to pro, uh, hell, it's all Dolphins fans down here, man, and hardcore ones too. Uh, over in Miami area on the East Coast, there's not as many Dolphins fans as you might think because nobody's from Florida over there. But here in the sticks, man, we go back generations, and God, everybody's hardcore about it. You can't have a conversation without five minutes later it turning into the 1972 perfect season, you know, and living in the past and all that shit. But I guess we all got to. So it's awesome, man. I just wanted to say I appreciate the podcast being here. It's like I can have a conversation with football about with friends, you know, whenever I listen to it. It's uh, I can really, you know. It's like a little brotherhood, I guess. So I think it's pretty damn cool, and I'm glad you do what you do. Uh, I'm going to keep listening, keep calling whenever I can. And uh, my only comment I wanted to make as far as looking forward to the upcoming season is um, I, I know you probably disagree with me, but I, I really don't want Jamarcus Russell to start, and it's got to be Garcia. reason for that is uh, this is more than ever, I think, this is a make-or-break season. Um, in the last few years, uh, I'm just as guilty as anybody. Uh, we've all been, you know, optimistic going into the uh, – new season, and uh, thinking, well, this is the year we're going to improve. You know, this is the year we're going to get back to at least 8-8. Eight and 8-8 eight. Eight and eight's an achievable goal. And, you know, obviously, hadn't turned out that way. But this year, I really mean it. I mean, this is the year that 8-8 eight and eight or better is, is definitely achievable. It's within our reach. Uh, as shitty as the division is this year, I mean, Denver, they're a dumpster fire. Kansas City, they're, they're still a shit sandwich. Uh, I know the media might want to crown them as the future kings of the division because they got their two little New England boys there, so they want to hype them up. But uh, proof is in the pudding, and uh, they weren't shit last year. They didn't do enough to improve this year, and uh, give it, say, for giving all their money to a guy with less than one season worth of starts. Um, so yeah, I think it's attainable. Uh, San Diego obviously would, would, you know, honestly would have to be the favorite to win, but I don't think they're all that hot shit either. Um, they got a lot of talent on the field. But that seems to be an organization with a lot of turmoil, and I don't know. It's like they got talent, but I don't know. It's like it's, they, they're not going to do anything with it. So I think they, they could implode this year. I mean, Merriman's a hack. Tomlinson, you know, you got to respect the guy, but he ain't going to be able to get him through the season. And I don't know, man. I just And North Turner, come on. The year Oakland can't do it. But it all depends on Jamarcus Russell. That's what they all say. And I don't think he's going to be able to do it. I know they're paying a lot of money on him, spending a high pick on him. I don't know if he's going to be able to do it. He may eventually come around to it, but not enough to get it done this season. And I think with things being as bad as they've been for the Raider Nation in the last few years, um, then this year being basically the make or break year and we're all got a lot of hope. And if, if it falls through this year and we have another shit bomb season, like, you know, 4-12 and 12 or something or worse, uh, I, I don't know. I think that's it. I think um, – I mean, the Raider Nation, myself included, will still be there, but we won't be able to really get our hopes up anymore, not for a long time. This is the season to do it. Garcia is a proven leader. He's a proven winner. He's proven that he can win in the league under different circumstances. He can come from behind. He can sit on a lead. He can, you know, he can handle different defensive schemes. He's still pretty mobile in the pocket. He's smart, makes good decisions with the ball. 
uh, yeah, he's not as big and strong with a Canaan arm like Demarcus Russell, but I mean, whenever you got a, your offensive line not playing too well and you got bigger, stronger guys breathing down your neck, that big arm doesn't help you any. Um, you got to have a smart mind and quick feet, and Garcia's uh, got both over Russell. I hope it's an open competition. I mean, if Russell really is the man, then, you know, let him in there and do it. Uh, I just I don't think it's going to happen, and I don't want them to go to Garcia, you know, six losses into the season to try to redeem it, try to salvage it, because, you know, it's going to be too late by then. So um, the rest of, the, you know, the, rest of the, the, the team I'm pretty pleased with. I mean, hopefully receivers can, you know, step up and make some big plays. Defense will be fine. Zach Miller, three-headed beast, you know, three-headed monster in the backfield. Everything's going to be good there, I think. Uh, I'm pretty confident. O-line and quarterback plays where we needed that, and Garcia is the man to do it for us. Appreciate the podcast, man. You guys are doing a great job, and uh, I'll be listening in. Go Gators, and go fucking Raiders. The Swamp Raider, bringing it. Well, as far as uh, Jamarcus goes, he's going to play. He's going to play all year, and uh, they will bring in – Garcia, if he gets hurt, that's going to be it. Garcia's a backup. That's all there is. He's a motivator. He won't be number one. Russell will be the guy. He'll be able to do it. It'll be a good season because of our running game. That's it. And by the way, Lewis Murphy. That's right. He was in two national championships with the Gators. All right. Thanks for the call, brother. Keep them coming. Next caller. We have a new caller. Raider Harry. Another Floridian. All right, brother, let's hear it. Raider Greg, this is Raider Harry from the Emerald Coast of Florida. I just had to call in and check in on on the bone line. And you know what I'm sick and tired of? I'm sick and tired of all the bullshit that's spewed in all the NFL rags about our Raiders. I play a little game, and what I do is I take Raider positions and I decide on other teams whether I want to trade our players for theirs. How could we be the worst team in the league if we wouldn't trade five positions on our field? Oh, that's all I got. I'm, I'm, I'm crashing. I'm burning. I'm out. No worries, brother. You know, we're always the hated. Everybody loves to hate us, and they'll pick up any stupid bullshit excuse to do so. No reason to be frustrated, though, because the worm's turning and it's going to be in their face. You wait and see. Don't worry about the call, man. It's all good. Who's next? We have the Virginia Raider. What's going on, brother? That's right. He calls. He means it. <laughs> it's good stuff. Let's hear it. What is up, Raider Nation? It's the Virginia Raider, baby. Um, I was just listening to my serious radio, heading into work a little bit late. But Adam Scheffler broke the news that Darius Hayward Bay is officially an Oakland Raider. Uh, he signed his contract, and I am ecstatic. I had goosebumps uh, when he said it. It's great that we have a kid who's now going to be in camp on time, who's worked his ass off, might I add. Dealing with an injury, more than Crabtree could say. I don't think Crabtree will get signed. I think it'll be another deal, kind of like Russell's. He's a prima donna. He's a bitch, and uh, he um, he just he won't stop free money, and he's not taking it. He will probably get more than tenth overall money. 
like I said, Hayward Bay is going to be in camp, and I love it. And he's cool as shit because it shows he cares. He wants to be a Raider. He wants to get out there. He wants to bust his ass, and I love that. That's all I got this week, guys. Peace. Ain't it something that the Raiders should have took Crabtree. Crabtree was the pick. Crabtree is the man. Crabtree is this. The Raiders are stupid. Well, look what happened. Yeah. The 49ers are holding a bag. Oh, shit. And the Raiders have a player that's wanting to play, wanting to put it down and bring the Raiders back to the top as it should be. Yep, Crabtree is the super biatch. Good luck, Niners. Aha! All right. Good call. Who's next? We have a new caller from Tallahassee, Florida. That's right. The Red Devil Raider. What you got to say, man? I like it. Let's hear it. Hey, first time caller, long time listener, Red Devil Raider, Tallahassee, Florida. Look at here. First time calling, of course. I'm not calling to talk shit about anybody because, you know, fuck Chargers, fuck Broncos, fuck the Chiefs, you know, we already know that. I'm calling to get everybody excited, you know. We're coming into training camp soon, season's going to pick up. It's going to be a year to remember. And since I'm here in Tallahassee for one more year, because my girlfriend's staying one more fucking year before we move out to Southern California, I want to know, are there any other Raiders in Tallahassee, Florida, who are stuck in this miserable shithole of the city between all these Jaguars and Dolphins fans and fucking ears who want to get together, form a booster club, meet, converse, congregate, watch games, eat good food, and just rejoice and bask in the glow of the silver and black, let me know. You can email me at Ryan, S-J-A-R-R-E-A-U, R-Y-A-N at hotmail.com. You can hit me up on Facebook. It's uh, Chewy Ryan, C-H-U-I, R-Y-A-N, at Tal- in D.C., my network in D.C. But really, real talk, I want to get a booster club here in Tallahassee, Florida, because God damn it, we need one. Fuck everybody else. If you're not a Raider, go to hell. I'm out. Well, I don't know how many Floridians we had. I think we had three or four on this podcast alone. There are millions of Raider fans out there in Florida. You just got to hook up with this Red Devil, brother, and work it together. Check out the booster clubs in Florida. They can direct you, too, man. There's all kinds of connections. Check them out. If you can't find anybody in Florida, email me, and I will find somebody there for you to hook up with uh, in the Raider Nation, for sure. All right, brother, thanks for the call, and thanks for putting together another booster club. The more we have, the better it is. Right on, Ray the brother. All right, who's next? We have Harvey Hankerson, the Raider. 25 years in the saddle, brother. Way to go. What do you got to say? Yo, this is Harvey Hankerson at Raider Nation. Been a Raider fan 25 years now. You reach me at HarveyHankerson at Yahoo.com. Listen, I think the Raiders can win 10 games this year. Hopefully, Marcus Russell will... Be patient. I think we have a lot of pitch in this guy. My point is that I think we need to run the ball more. You know, Darren McFadden, get the, get the, you know, get a guy the ball, you know, 12, 15 guys per game. 
Michael Bush. And like I said, you know, if we do good, then we should be all right. Seven Black, 25 years strong, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. I believe the entire Raider Nation feels exactly the way you do. With our running game, we will run more because we have a better offensive line and we'll be able to open up that pass. We'll have a full dimensional team. Three dimensions. That's right. We'll be able to move the ball on the ground, in the air, everywhere. So uh, I think this team is looking good. I think you're right. I think we're up for victory, and I'm loving it. Thanks for the call, brother. Who's next? We have a return caller. That's right. One of my favorite. Raider Wild, man. The potty machine. The only guy I know that can strap an alligator with his back and make it to the Raider Nation. Let's hear it, brother. Yo, Raider Nation. This is Raider Wild on the speaker door, dropping a bone with some verbal swagger while you're sitting on your throne ditching your Dorito dagger. Hehe. <laughs> Well, camp's shaking up pretty competitive. Good tactic by getting those guys' feet focused and set and then putting the pads on the Monday. Hey, uh, the more Garcia plays this calf strain injury, the more likely he's handing Jamani the starting spot on a silver platter. What a load of crap with Jamani being rumoured 300 pounds. I mean, we all know Shaq could have traded in his love for cheeseburgers and focused on his desire for hitting free throws. And... You know, that's not what all Shaq and Jamarcus Russell have in common. They both are LSU Tiger products selected with the first pick in their rookie draft, and they kind of play the most important positions in their profession, being quarterback and center. Shaq had his weight problems. Jamarcus had his weight problems. If he can turn up to the office every day like Shaq did, hey, we've got, we'll have one of the most dominant players for the next 15 years. All right, anyway, before I go, I just wanted to touch on with the uh, defense, and I just wanted to say, like, a new nickname for Nandy is uh, we've got to call him Alcatraz. You know, Nandy Alcatraz, because there's only two things more locked down in the Bay Area, and uh, that's Alcatraz and Asimwa on the lockdown in the Bay. Shut down, bitch. Peace, guys. I'll see you soon in September. Come tailgate. Read a wild out. You are absolutely right when it comes to Russell, the rumors, the horse crap. Very good good analogy between him and Shaq. I haven't thought about that. That's very cool. Both LSU products, both first-round draft picks, both had problems with their weight. Very good analogy, man. Very cool. Raider Wild, that's why you are the man, and that's why we will be partying at the Bronco game. You better believe that. And the opener. Can't wait to see you, brother. Can't wait to see a tip of beer with you. All right. Good call. Who's next? Longtime caller, Lou Dog. Lou Dog, brother. Nice to have you back in the fold, man. I know the season's on you. You got to be itching because everybody else is. What you got to say, man? Hey, what's up, Raider Nation? This is Lou Dog from hot, hot, sunny Southern California. Uh, just calling to check in with you guys. Uh, I've been kind of. MIA uh, these last two, three months. Just calling to let Greg and Randy know you guys are doing a good job with the podcast. Keep it up. It's one of my only ways of keeping in touch with my Raider side because obviously anything on ESPN is a bunch of bullshit. Just calling to touch on a couple subjects. Training camp is less than a week away, actually a couple days away. Can't wait for that to happen. 
see what uh, pans out, what players uh, shine and what players oink like swine. <laughs> and to touch on another subject, uh, preseason about three weeks away. I can't wait to that for that to happen either. I just feel my football side itching now, you know, trying to get my football fixed anytime I can. As you all know, our first game is against Dallas, Dallas Cowgirls. Yeah, hopefully we take it to their asses. As for the rest of the season, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of optimistic. I always try to be optimistic. So the AFC West, the wild, wild West is up for grabs. You know, the Chargers barely made it to the damn playoffs with an 8-8 record. That's pretty fucking pathetic, man. And since we're on the subject about the Chargers, man, I can't stand these fucking Chargers fans over here in uh, Riverside, California. That's where I, I live and stay, um, which is about 40 minutes away from San Diego. And this place is invested with those motherfuckers. I can't stand that shit. Everywhere I go, everywhere I turn, I see a damn Charger fan now. Just today, I want to run one of those motherfuckers over with my truck. Damn, I hate them. Anyways, uh, well, I'm looking forward, looking forward for the season. Looking forward to keeping up with you Raider fanatics. And hope everybody stays safe and sane. And don't let the, the haters get you down. Till then, I'm out. Hey, man, it's all good. You know, they're all bandwagon fans. All you got to say to the San Diegans is... Get off the bandwagon. It's full, you know, because that's what it is. And just ask him, how come you guys can't sell out a playoff game? That's weak shit. Actually, that's some bullshit. And you know that. You know what to say. Loud and proud. You ain't got a ring. You can't say a goddamn thing. I love it. I use it all the time. Good call, man. We'll talk to you soon. Lou Dog, we'll see you in the Mecca. You know it. All right. Who's next? We have a Raider Lamont. Let's hear it, brother. You got some strong feelings, and I agree with them. Let's hear it. Yeah, this is Lamont Hanks and Carson, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. All the smack about Jamarcus Russell, he's not a good quarterback, he's a bust, he's this. Listen, give the guy some time. Give the guy an offensive line. You got him a, a decent wide receiver in Darius Hayward Bay. Give the man some time, okay? All, all he needs is some time. That's all I'm saying. I've been a Raiders fan for 25 years. Back in Philadelphia, I'm getting all this kind of crap, saying he's a bust, he's this, he's that. Give the man some time. He's going to be an excellent quarterback. All right? Raider Nation all the way. Silver and black, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. That's right, man. That's what I'm saying. He needs some time. He has to have time. This is his year. This is his season to break out. He's going to do it. I'm not saying he's going to be all Joe Montana or nothing, but I will say this, he's improved every game, the last six games of the year. He's thrown to some great right receivers. Johnny Lee Higgins and Chaz Shillings are not chopped liver, brother. They're great players. We have an excellent running back core and a tight end to beat the band. Hall of Famer, I say, Zach Miller's going to be. Jamarcus will satisfy the Raider Nation this season, and that is that. Thanks for the call, brother. Who's next? We have Raider John from Ohio. Nice, warm welcome, brother. Bring it on. What you got to say? Raider Greg, this is Raider John from Columbus, Ohio. Just calling back in again. Wanted to say thank you for the warm 
and nice welcome to the phone line. I like how you say it better, phone line. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say go Raiders to all the fans out there. And as I sit here in Capital City and I see the Cincinnati border, Cleveland border, and those god-awful Steelers, I just got to say, this year, time for change. Raider Nation forever. Super Bowl title, I can smell it now. And it smells good. <laughs> yeah. That's right. The Raider Nation is on the rise, and our team is going to start to build on victories one after another until everybody that you know that's the Pittsburgh fan and the Bengals fan and the Browns fan will have to shut their pie hole because the Raiders are moving and shaking. And that's right. Wear that silver and black loud and proud, brother. We're coming back. All right, who's next? Raider Nation, Raider Nation, pay attention, very close attention. The Crusade is on for this season, and the Crusader Raider and crew are coming on down to the United States from the UK to make a bash of it. Check it out. They need some tickets for the Giants game at Giants Stadium in New York City. You guys got to come through for these fine Raider fans. These guys are the real deal. These guys come and lay it down for the silver and black, and I'm not kidding. Matter of fact, we're going to have a bash for them in November. We're going to let it out so everybody knows that they're going to be there. And probably at Ricky's, we're going to lay it down and have us a hell of a good time. These are great people, man, and I just want to have you pay very close attention to what they have to say. All right, brothers, hit it. Hello Raider Nation, this is Keith Smith, Crusader Raider, calling you from London, England. Looking forward to the season as it approaches now, and uh, especially the game in uh, New York City. We're still having a little bit of a problem confirming our tickets for the game, so if anybody has any ideas on obtaining free tickets for Giant Stadium, please leave messages on the forum and uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that. Also, really, really looking forward to the draft in, in August when we're picking our picks for the, this year's Raider Nation podcast trophy. Uh, for the fantasy football and uh, both myself and Big Dave uh, feel along with Colin that there's good representation from the United Kingdom this year and we're looking forward to dusting off the trophy when it stays this side of the pond. Hope you guys are all good uh, and well there in Oakland. Looking forward to seeing you and I'm just going to pass you over now to our special guest who, who would like to say a few words to you. Speak to you soon. Hi there, Rich. Oh, thank you for uh, all the regards. I'm, I'm feeling a lot better now. Hope to see you in a couple of years. Go Raiders. And this is uh, Big Raider Dave. Um, yeah, just just giving a call. We just had a, a little bit of a barbecue tonight, so we got all the guys round and uh, just got us talking about um, and we was reminiscing the times we've uh, been to Oakland. Uh, first game uh, uh, all three of us went together was against the Bills about, uh, what, five years ago? And uh, we kicked their asses then. So hopefully, when we come over to Oakland this year in November and see us play the Keishes, uh, um KC, we're hopefully we're going to do the same there and uh, give them a kick in. And also, um, when we go to New York, we'll be representing the Raider Nation, me and, and Keith, and um, we'll, you know, hopefully be there. And uh, guys, Randy, I hope you enjoyed your holiday over in China. 
Uh, Mike, good luck. Well, um, thanks again for setting up the league. It really is appreciated. And uh can't believe how excited I am, actually, about, about that uh, happening. I've done a couple of the mock drafts. I've never never been involved in a fantasy league before. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I doubt I'll get to pick Adrian Peterson as my uh, first pick. He's 17th. Um, but there you go. Uh, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, I mean, it has been positive stuff coming out of Oakland. So um, it has been a bit desperate the last few years. But, you know, I really do honestly think that, you know, this, this year will will be different. We will definitely get a few, you know, scores in the win column this year. So anyway, guys, Greg, Charmaine, James, Mike, Juan, all the guys there anyway. Uh, Robert, you take care and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you when we come over. Take care now, guys. Bye. Whoa. Richard. Richard's alive. He's back. He's real. You better watch out, man. Richard's an animal. If he feels better, you better watch out. He brings the party to Oakland. Uh, Richard, it's good to hear from you. I can't wait to see you. Dave, Keith, as a matter of fact, happy birthday to Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, the man. What a great man. Great people. I am just jazzed and can't wait for him to be here. Believe me, Raider Nation, when I say this, these guys are the real deal. Great gentlemen, great Raider fans, and they, they're just great fans of the game. And uh, that's right. Thank you, Mikey, for your the fantasy football again. You guys got to get in on that because it's very popular, man. If you missed it, you're out. It's getting to be very popular. It's a lot of fun. It's a great thing to check out. You got to do it. And uh, I just got to say, I cannot wait for to see you guys. I can't wait to see you down here in Oakland. Uh, we're going to definitely have some more time together, and that is a great thing. Raider Nation, be ready. We're going to be partnering with the Crusader Raider when they make the crusade. That'll be in November down here. All right. Who's next? We have Raul Oliveros. Consistent as the day is long, man. Every game throws his take in. It's great to hear from you, brother. And, uh, Let's hear what you got to say. I know what you're saying, but you shout it out to everybody else. This is Raul Osvero calling from Southgate, California. And yes, it's almost over, guys. I smell it. From talking about football every day, from having a weekly podcast coming up, and yes, seeing the boys take the field and hopefully bringing a title to Old Town this year. I'm feeling real good about the team this year. I don't know about everybody else, but feeling real confident we're going to have a great year. We're going to surprise a lot of teams. For those that pick the Raiders as one of the worst teams in the league, prepare to eat your words because we will be back. As far as the Raider Nation uh, fantasy football, come on. No contest. The people's champ. Is going to take you guys out, starting with the Charmaniac. <laughs> Don't take it personal, guys. Just game. My game, that is. But anyway, hope everybody had a great summer. I know I haven't called, but I'm still listening. And I will be calling more often after every single Raiders game. This is Raul Olivero, Semper Fi. And I'm out. Talking smack already about the Raider Nation podcast, Fantasy League. Yeah. 
You think you're going to take it? Well, there's a couple other people here that don't agree with you, partner, including me. It's a lot of fun, though, isn't it? The season is on us. The summer is over. And we are into football season. I said, goddamn. I said, yes, man. I am so happy that the Raiders are in training camp. It's coming. Next Thursday is the Cowboys game, and we are ready to see our new Oakland Raiders on the field. Do not forget, coming up is the Raider Nation celebration this Saturday, the 8th of August. Randy and I won't be able to make it because guess what? We're on duty, and we can't take any more vacations, so we're stuck. So we got to be at home. We'll watch it on the news because we can't make it to this celebration this year. But it's a great thing, man. If you can get in there and check it out, look for your seats, look for a place you might want to sit. It's a great moment. You get to see the teams, get pictures with the trophies, uh, the Raiderettes. There's all kinds of stuff for kids. It's a great day from 1 o'clock to 5 at the Coliseum on the 8th of August. Be there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, If you're a fan, even if you're not a season ticket holder, it's a time to bring your family to the Coliseum. Hell, maybe your old lady will say, okay, honey, buy some tickets. You know what I'm saying. Get the bank to open up if you know what I'm saying. (laughs) I love it. This is only beginning, Nation. We'll be coming at you again every week. We're strong. We know we are. Because the Nation is going to live up to exactly what it should be. Champions. Champions this season. I feel it. I feel it for sure. So until next week, this is Raider Greg coming off a hiatus with Raider Randy coming back from China. And I am out.